Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So it's summer in the city, and the weather is beautiful, and school's out for the kids, but camp is already in session, which is amazing. So life is good for everybody. Now, um, in the entertainment industry, A Quiet Place 2 has been breaking box office records, that of pre-pandemic numbers at the movie theater, which just makes me so happy in general because things just feel like they're going to look like 2019 again, which is quote unquote normal. I hate saying that because I hate when people say that things get back to normal, but you know, it is what it is. Um, So this week, so much fun, especially if you're into reality. TV. My guest is John Taffer of the show Bar Rescue on the Paramount Network. So this Sunday, June 13th, is the 200th episode ever, airing at 10 p.m. on Paramount. Now, I don't know if you've watched this show, but even if you're not a reality TV fan, I think you'd really like it just because of John. He's pretty much a legend in the hospitality business, and his tough love is very well respected by restaurant owners and beyond. So in the show Bar Rescue, John usually visits um, bars or restaurants that, you know, are in desperate need of help to turn things around for their business. Either the service is a mess, the food is disgusting, they're out of money, the staff is stealing, whatever. Whatever issue, John and his team are there to fix it. Now, for this season of Bar Rescue, John is going to Las Vegas, that's where he lives, and he's going to try to help restaurants that were affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, which I would assume to be all of them, but, you know, who knows. So, John seems super tough on the show. So I was a little nervous to talk to him because, you know, if you watch the show, I just would assume that he'd yell at me or for something or whatever. But um, and then I'd have no choice but to yell at him back. And then it would just be weird. No, I'm just kidding. Um, He was so nice. And I had so much fun talking with him. And he was just able to drop knowledge about the restaurant industry that I just I didn't even know about and I didn't even think about. So I think you're all going to find him very interesting. So I'm going to shut up and play my interview with John Taffer. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Nice to talk with you. Yeah. I'm doing great. You too. I'm so excited to talk with you, John. I, I don't think you have any idea right now. Um, I will also admit I am very nervous. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were going to yell at me. And then one of my friends, my friend Harry, was like, well, you don't own a bar that you mucked up, so he's not going to yell at you. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. Wait! <laughs> Well, now I'm so excited. Well, now I'm excited. Now you got me. So, so where are you right now? Where are you in the United States? I'm sitting in my home in Las Vegas. Ooh, uh, early in the morning here. So I'm sipping on my cup of coffee. Okay, and talking to to you in New York, which is my hometown. So I'm always excited. Yes. Uh, to talk to New York. Yes, yes. You have to come visit. I'll take you out to really good restaurants. You'll be so so proud. Oh, you know, because of the pandemic, I haven't been in New York in a year. 
It's the longest oh. in my life that I haven't been in New York because I grew up there. So yeah. I'm always there every few months to see friends, family. So I miss the city so much and I just can't wait to get back. I'll be there in just a few weeks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you will. That's so fun. What is your favorite restaurant to hit once you're in Manhattan or Brooklyn or wherever you go? Well, you know, uh, 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 it really depends upon my frame of mind. I got to tell you, you know, uh, yeah. uh, people will laugh at this. You know, to me, a Nathan's hot dog in New York is about as good as it gets. Wait, I uh, literally uh, hate you for that. I hate you so much for that. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll get a Nathan's hot dog on yeah, your but, behalf. <laughs> I'll go to know, Coney my Island. My wife is from Chicago. We fight about it all the time, right, with her Chicago dogs. But, yeah, you know, I love New York. I love New York food. I love New York culture. You know, I love the casualness of New York restaurants. I love the ethnicity of New York restaurants. Mm. You know, there is no city in the country that has the flavor and diversification of restaurants and, and, and service styles mm-hmm. and such in New York. Yeah. But, you know, I still love the classics. You know, I love the Smith and Walensky's. Okay. You know, there's a place I go to uh, called Broadway Joe on 49th Street that I've been going to for years. But, you know, I love all those types of restaurants. Plus, there's also the employees only and a really hip restaurants in New York. That's yeah. what makes it well, it's funny. I'm actually staring at Smith & Malensky's right now. It's out my window um, at the radio station. That's very funny. So it's interesting yeah. because they just reopened and they're not even serving lunch right now. Um, they're only doing dinner at five o'clock. Yeah. So I, a lot of places. Well, you know are, yeah, we can't get our employees. So we're operating at limited hours and limited days with the employees that we have. Uh, You're probably also going to find when you go into Smith & Walensky that they're not filling all the tables. Because yeah. they probably don't have enough employees to work every station. It's a real mm-hmm. crisis for us now getting our employees back. I actually was just thinking that because I took my family after church the other day. We went to, we're on the Upper East Side. We decided to go and have brunch, like as a family. And we ended up leaving because this place was so understaffed. We sat there for like five minutes and like my kids are two, you know, two and a half and five. And they just couldn't do it. Like I was hangry. They were screaming and throwing shit. And I was like, let's just go. And you know what? Like the the people at the bar, you know, the owner wasn't there. They could have cared less. They were actually relieved that we left. So I was kind of like, I don't know when this is going to change here, but it's got to change at some point because this sucks. You yeah, know? And we're not out of the woods. Let me, let me tell you something that you'll find, uh, you know, a great example of what's going on. You know, those little ketchup packets that we get in restaurants. Yes. You know, they, they did cost seven cents. Then they went up to 11 cents. Then they went up to 17 cents. Then they went up to 30 cents. Now there are 40 cents for a ketchup packet. What? So a restaurant cannot make money. Go to a fast food restaurant. They used to throw those ketchup packets in a bag. Yes. Now you're lucky to get one packet. Oh, my gosh. And that's just one example. I have a friend who owns a seafood house on Long Island. He's paid $9 a pound for lobster for years. He flies it in from Maine. Now he's paying $21 a pound. So I want people to understand that when you go to that local restaurant, it's full now because the pandemic is ending. But we're not making money, Lauren. Uh, We can't raise our prices by 50% or our customers won't come back. So we're eating it right now. And we're losing a fortune uh, on every food product that we buy. So we're not out of the woods yet. There's a real crisis with regard to profitability, and we're going to see restaurants continue to close until these prices normalize. Wow. It's still a serious problem. Uh, that's insane. And I've, I've seen a lot of places say, oh, we don't have a COVID-19 surcharge because a lot of places are adding money. And I'm actually, I'm happy to pay it just so they can stay in business. I fully understand that. Um, yeah. The Wow, the ketchup packet thing is so 
crazy. Do you think this is why they're not giving us Chick-fil-A sauce? I know that's kind of different, but like, I'm just wondering. Yes. Yeah, right? No, but yes. Okay. The cost of these things is, is at, if they can even get it. Yes. So in some cases, it's a supply side problem. In other cases, it's a pricing problem. But make no mistake, you know, New York is an incredible city because of the flavor that the city has and a mm. character that's created by the restaurants and all the small businesses that we have in New York. Right. It's what makes the city special. Mm-hmm. It's what gives it its personality and its culture. We can't lose all these restaurants and these businesses. The city won't be the same. Right. So, you know, I applaud and I beg the people of New York to stay local. Eat in the restaurants that are in your local area. Mm -hmm. Support the businesses that are in your local area. Keep the dollars in the communities right now, and we can keep our communities together. I love that. And I I fully agree with you. We always try to support local businesses, and especially with delivery right now in New York City. Everyone's saying, don't use Grubhub. Don't lose Seamless. You know, the restaurants make less money. Call them directly. So everyone I know is doing that and and doing their part to help out. Now, let's, let's go quickly to Bar Rescue. So it's the 200th episode this Sunday night. Now, how how has this show evolved from episode one until now? Besides you getting madder progressively, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. you know when I started the show, when I started the show, I thought I'd do a pilot and go home. Lauren. No, so stop I was, it. I the television business; it was all new to me. Who knew if it would ever be successful? Well, you know, now a few years later, I'm executive producer of the show. And, you know, to be executive producer of your own show puts all of the creative uh, uh, freedoms upon you. Mm. So, you know, the show is completely real. I get a 30-second briefing before I go in. It's not planned in advance. There's no designs in advance. I do the design at the end of Recon. Uh, People don't know this. When I finish with Recon and the cameras are turned off, I bring all the owners and employees and I put them in vans in the parking lot and I design the bar that night. Wait, sorry, what's Recon really quickly? So Recon is the first scene in Bar Rescue where I'm watching them from outside on like on, uh, on a monitor in the SUV. So I'm spying on Is that them. what it's I'm called? Re- call recon? Recon. Okay. Recon. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. Because I'm doing my Recon. Yeah, okay. Got so it, got when it. When that's over, when that's over, I go in and design the bar that night. Wow. And then the second day, you see, I'm doing training and stress tests for the second day of Bar yes. Rescue. What people don't realize is I'm designing the bar that day. By the end of that night, the second day, I have to have logos to the sign companies, recipes and food orders in, recipes and drink orders in, all the bar stools, the wallpaper, the furniture, the technology, everything ordered. I got 24 hours wow. to design and put the whole place together. So uh, you don't even have a script, day, really. Oh, no, there's no scripts in Bar Rescue. There's no actors in Bar Rescue. It's all absolutely 100% real in real time. I was going to ask you and that. I say that to you on my mother's grave. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you how much is staged. Is yeah, well, or I was going to ask People you. Are stupid. That's that's it. Wait, that's exactly what I was going to ask you is literally I wrote this down. How many people are that stupid or are your producers kind of saying, hey, be dumber, be dumber? Are they that dumb like that they actually pull? Oh, no, this, it, yeah. Yeah. If I, I do something in my show which I created the term shadow production. Okay. If the, the employees of that bar know the names of any of my producers, they're going to have a problem with me. Oh, they're going to they're going to probably lose their jobs. Oh my god! This cast doesn't answer to producers; they answer to me. Okay. The employees answer to me. The producers are in the background. If the producers coach them, they will mm. be fired. Oh, uh, and that's how I keep. That's why I. 
See, I can do that because I'm executive producer of my own show. Exactly. So I can create those rules and those standards. I will tell you in the beginning days of Bar Rescue, before I had the confidence to take control of the show, the mm. production companies would try to stage things. I remember the fourth episode of Bar Rescue, I walked off set and yeah. shut the show down because wow. production tried to fake something. Wow. So in the beginning, it was a fight to keep it real. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, now it just is real because I'm in control of it. That's but make no so mistake, awesome. a tele a, if a television producer can plan it so that he knows what he's getting, and if he can fake you out by planning it, they're going to do mm -hmm. it. That's yeah. television. So, so my show is truly one of the rare shows that don't do that. I was going to say, that is so cool that like none of it is planned, none of it is scripted, because like you said, reality is so scripted nowadays. And I will say, you are, I mean, you you have so much presence on screen, and it's amazing to me that it took you your whole life to figure that out. <laughs> or not you, but like somebody didn't put you on TV sooner, because you are so freaking entertaining, John. Like, so entertaining. Uh, I mean, no, really, thank really. You. Yeah. The trick is to be yourself. Yeah. The trick is to be yourself and be authentic. And I've I've met other reality stars. They think their audience is stupid, so they they, <laughs> they discount their audience. So they do all this fake stuff. I think my audience is the smartest audience in television. I don't think yeah. I can fool them about anything. Yeah. So you know, when you respect your audience and you go about things in an honest way, mm. I think it works better. Yeah, I, I could see that. Now, just to wrap things up because I'm out of time. Um, what are you most excited for all of us to see this season on Bar Rescue? You know, we've all seen how the restaurant industry has been devastated by the pandemic. Mm. What we haven't seen is how the people of the restaurant industry have been devastated in the pandemic. How has it affected owners, owners' families, the employees? For example, you're going to see this Sunday an episode. I'll give you a little, a little teaser. Three days mm -hmm. before I got there, this family lost their home. They lost mm. everything. They were sleeping on a floor above their restaurant. Four boys under 10 years oh old sleeping gosh. on a wooden floor above. So these are the things that we've seen this year that are devastating. Yeah. Employees have lost their cars. They can't get to work. They're carpooling each other. They're struggling to keep their lives together right. when everything around them has unraveled. That's what this season is about. It's not about the restaurants and bars. It's about the people this season more than any other season has ever been. It's very emotional, Lauren. Uh, have a box of tissues when you watch Oh, Sunday my God. Night. I'm it's, so it's excited. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited to see it. I'll bring my tissues. And you know, John, I forgive you for the Nathan's hot dog, but I really won't forget that. But um, <laughs> but I do forgive you. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun, really. Uh, take care, Lauren. Yeah. I'll speak soon. Me too. Bye. John Taffer, guys. So he was so nice. Not scary at all. Again, Bar Rescue premieres this Sunday night. Or I shouldn't say premieres. Sorry. It's the 200th episode. The, se the second season is already well underway. So catch up now on Paramount. And you know what? You guys know the drill. Um, so if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple and follow me on social media, Lauren underscore interviews on Instagram and at Conlon underscore Lauren on Twitter and like Lauren Conlon and Red Carpet Rendezvous on Facebook. Until next time, thanks for listening.